Fusion, the international science radio show. We have a bouncer and the doors of perception. The good, the bad, the ugly. It gets pretty exciting. The myths, the truths. Toxicology. Astro seismology. Magnetism. The dark side. Genetically engineered potatoes. Planetoid. Planetoid. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Diffusion, the international science radio show. I'm Ian Wolfe. This week, we've got a Science of Romance special. Here on Diffusion, every day is Valentine's Day, so why wait until February 14th? Um, I've noticed you around. Um, I find you very attractive. Would you go to bed with me? Polymath Matthew Hall and hypnotherapist and counsellor Melinda Hall-King spoke to me about the anthropology and psychology of human courtship, beginning with an incidental touch. If a woman likes you, they, they'll, they'll touch your shoulder or your arm. They might, if you're, if you're facing them, they might touch your knee, but that's a bit more intimate. But shoulder and arm is a, is a good start, and sometimes they'll playfully hit you or, or whatever. And you can generally uh, respond in kind. Exactly, tip for tat to a degree where it makes sense. No, we got a bad reaction to that one. No, that's a no, you're so wrong. Uh, that's a, okay. Uh, <laughs> I still got the ring on. <laughs> yes, you married. See, we needed the feminine perspective. <laughs> yes, the, the touching, yes, the hitting, no. I thought we saw that the other day with the Bogans in Hungry Jacks. We saw this woman, mm. well, this woman, this teenage girl. Yeah practically beat up this guy yeah right in front of us yeah and he did go after her but he he did the smart thing he didn't go after and hit her no he went after and wrestled he, with her. yeah wrestled restraining like yeah you, if, if if they're going like if they're you know doing that you could grab their hand never ever 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 never with a fist never not even not even as a joke no because no. it's never ever funny and you know, if... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No means no. Fits, fists mean no. Yeah, yeah. Never, ever. Never. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we were talking about if you're someone who's that super sensitised through neglect to being touched, how not to shoot through the roof. Uh, okay. Oh, do you when mean for a male well, or female? For a guy. Speaking? You're at dinner, say, mm. with more mm. than one person. Okay. And, and the girl moves her, her foot to your leg under the table. Now, rationally, mm. one... It's a good thing. You like each other. That's a yes, good thing. Yes, that's okay. Two, obviously you shouldn't immediately look at her because that gives the game away and mm, it's a game. Mm, mm. Three, whose and foot is it? <laughs> let's, let's, okay, just, let's, let's assume, assume that you, no, no, let's you assume know it's you're happy foot. with that. Okay. <laughs> you know it's her foot and it's not the foot of, of your best... Oh, so it's a glass table. ...your friend's right. husband. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say the angle gives it away. Yeah. So, so we get it four then. Not jumping through the ceiling... It, is a good thing so yeah. but that's involuntary it's just practice though it's practice <laughs> you know, but sure, it, hey, it, hey, because any... you're not going to get to practice again with that girl because uh, you've just embarrassed her and kind of given her an idea that might you might be rejecting her that's true the answer to that is if you do involuntarily jump then turn and just smile because you know the, women, are actually, out of it. women are actually very forgiving and uh, <laughs> she looks pointedly at her husband uh, <laughs> <laughs> Case in point. Case in point. Uh. <laughs> no, no, women are actually very forgiving and, and remarkably self-conscious. 
So a, a, a jump from the guy would automatically go, oh, my God, he's, he's actually not interested in me. Oh, of course he's not. Oh. You know, and so, which is what you want to avoid. Yeah, you're the guy you going. That was really good, but here I am on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, and I've embarrassed her. Yes. And I can't go and make anything obvious because that'll make it worse. Because if right. I smile at her, then I'm really acknowledging in front of the guy that she didn't want to know that we were doing this. And oh, it's all bad. No. No. There, there's grinning like an idiot. There's, there's, yeah, there's grinning like an idiot. Shooting and a little coy smile. Yes. You know. So I mean, the, co- <laughs> the coy smile is you put your head down, you sort of look up, and you and you smile a bit. You, you just. There's you a need a quick recovery. You need a quick recovery. And something about that is body language, ducking your head, looking looking up from underneath eyelashes is a big thing, certainly for women, and, and, and it works on women. Think about the cheeky monkey coming back to the head monkey asking forgiveness. You know, you, you, don't, walk in, you don't walk in with your head high. Yeah. Yes. You're like, hi, I was really stupid. You gotta forgive me. That's not how they do it. No. You know, they they kowtow. They go right down. Yeah, a little bit of, of lowering of status. Lowering of status, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You're 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 greater than me. I acknowledge uh, that. Yeah. Just briefly. Um, well, just briefly. I mean, you're touching yeah, on briefly. that. You're yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you don't want to overthink this too much. But no, no, no. But that's but having come down off the ceiling, you you probably want to think pretty quick. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you know, yeah, if, certainly sometime in the next ten minutes. Right. Yeah. Sort of. Once you, your heart's come down, you sort of, you know, look because it's just not like she's going to get up and run from the building. So, um, and and if she does, then she's too highly strung. Leave her be. Unless you screamed a name when it happened. <laughs> so do avoid that. Yeah. Or if you scream someone else's name, that's even worse. <laughs> Jennifer. Oh God. Sorry, Lou. Sorry, Lee. <laughs> If you're in a, at a at a table you're next to someone, this is a little oh, different. Oh. But you know, if you're in a um, if you're in the the, the uh, movies, stretch. Oh, the classic, the classic stretch, stretch arm around the shoulder. Um, shoulder thing. Yeah, that really sucks. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that really sucks. That's one of those cases where a cliche is not the fastest form of communication. No, no, that's not good. Um, you just, <laughs> you just sort of you just gently. Um, Instead of leaning away, which is what some guys will do, because you know they're they're don't want to touch. No, it, it's the, the, they lean away, or they completely take over the um, the armrest in the middle, um, and 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 so and they put their hand up because they're going, come on, grab my hand. The girl's going, no. <laughs> so you know, it's a there's a. Um, it's a dance, isn't it? It is. It is a dance. You know, who's who's going to put their hand out first? Because the guy's there, but he could just go, oh, I'm not asking any you want you to hold my hand. That's not a natural position with your hand up sitting on things, but, you know. Um, <laughs> you can but, always go for the popcorn at the same time. Yes, you can go for the popcorn at the same time. Ooh. If you have popcorn. That's uh, a good reason to have popcorn. That's right. <laughs> the accidental touch. Sorry, mm. the incidental touch. Incidental, incidental touch. yes. Mm-hmm. It's incidental touching that... Um, that you just allow to happen, um, yes. and, and if you pursue it too much, and what's too much? Do, then it's you, not incidental. Then it's not it's inc- deliberate. It's yeah. deliberate. Yeah, exactly. But which if, is if, the next step? Yeah, which is the next step. Oh yeah. Um, you got to wait till you get there. Yes. But you've got to know that you've got there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot is. Well, um, no. You just know if you haven't got there. <laughs> <laughs> what well, okay. Boys' you, perspective, you've... girls' perspective. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got to. You've got to either just risk it or you've got to have a way to tell that, that it's the right time to try something that won't be offensive. Mm. That's direct as opposed to indirect. Are you going to be given an opening? Yes. 
the girls do do that they'll they'll offer you've got to be aware that um is the girl going to move on from the incidental touch to the deliberate touch first no she will create more incidental touches that's what i thought <laughs> it's a natural thing for women to do that because we're more we are more touchy hmm. um, as a rule yes so it's a positive um, sign when you she breaks out the twister board yes <laughs> shut up <laughs> is it just the escalation of incidental touching? Yes. That gives you the clue. Yeah, eventually an escalation of incidental touching. What, you know, there's lots more of the, the arm and, and that sort of thing. But eventually, yeah, poking, but uh, uh, eventually she would like um, for him to, you know, hold the hand. Right. Sort of so basically she wants him to make that... That move, yes. The, op the explicit... Hmm move and yeah. to be a little so, bit dominant about it so how do you yeah <laughs> yeah it's a little bit dominant about it um and that can actually start and a, a safe way for that to start is at the at the dinner table right show me your hand <laughs> let me tell your fortune yeah but see that's still <laughs> incidental mm -hmm. let me tell your fortune yes it's still incidental that's i'm touching it for a completely different reason it just happens to be really nice yeah I, and uh, getting you used to the idea yeah i totally that's what i did with you <laughs> Oh, good <laughs> you sneaky devil. I know. <laughs> Certainly got you in trouble. So you could, um, you know, do the whole, because girls are still girls, you know, they like the whole romantic shit. Um, you could sort of grab the hand and, and do the, do the, the like, kiss her. Yes, yes. Kiss her on, but well, when you kiss, you actually kiss um, here. So that's just on the fingers before the knuckles. Before yeah, the knuckles, not after. Not well, on the back of the, the hand. Not, not in the back of the hand. Um, yeah, here because, for many reasons, there's uh, there's a lot more. It's very very sensitive it's there. Erogenous zone. It's an erogenous zone. That's ah. right. So when you kiss, you kiss here. As opposed to the, the back of the hand. As opposed to the back of the hand. Which is also sensitive. But uh, yeah, but not. not as sensitive. This this is. <laughs> it's you know the theremin. <laughs> 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 yes. So so yeah to to. Grab a um, grab a hand and, and kiss. There is, is, it's Aaron Rogers no his own without, without you know touching the boobies, <laughs> or the armpits. It's a socially acceptable, mm -hmm. and even in public. Which is why the French loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Your French are going. I am going down on you. That's why. Why do you think French are such good lovers? Oh my God! They worked that out a long time ago. <laughs> More from Matthew and Melinda a little later. You're listening to Diffusion Science Radio. Diffusion at 2SCR.com. Brought to you across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Into Sydney on 2SER. And over the internet on www.diffusionradio.com. Subscribe now. I find you very attractive. What if women had a way to tell if a man was suitable for a good time or a long time just from looking at his face? Science found the answer in 2007. When you see someone you're strongly attracted to, what's that first signal? that first sign of desire that you feel on the inside. Perhaps you feel butterflies in your stomach, or a warmth rushing up, or you even blush. 
Scientists at the University of Chicago say that these signals are messages from your unconscious mind to tell you the secrets hidden in a man's face. Heterosexual women not only judge whether they want this man by the look of his face, but also whether they want them for a long time or just a good time. 39 male students were recruited from the web and paid $10 to participate. The testosterone levels in a saliva sample were used to measure their objective masculinity. This is more accurate than the controversial finger length ratio used in economics departments. The theory is that for evolutionary reasons, women prefer more masculine men for casual sex and child-friendly men for relationships. Theory goes that for a healthy baby, good genes are enough without good fathering skills if you can get someone else to help you raise the child. So men who are detected as having high testosterone are good enough for a short fling in evolutionary terms. Men who like children were expected to be selected by women as more suitable for long-term relationships because they'll contribute to good parenting as well as contributing good genes. Half the men engaged in a five-minute conversation with a female research assistant during a waiting period while the controls waited alone. Participants then had their photo taken while being asked to look straight into the camera and keep a neutral expression. They finished the study by completing a written survey that also tested their interest in infants. They showed them ten pairs of pictures. They're asked to choose between a picture of a baby's face and an adult's face. Speaking with a woman before the tests didn't affect the men's interest in children. There was also no connection between their testosterone levels and their interest in babies. The women rating the men's attractiveness were 29 undergraduates who were getting course credit instead of cash. The men's hair was hidden by an oval frame so that only their faces could affect the women's judgement. They rated the photos twice on a scale of 1 to 7 compared to average. They were asked to rate them for likes children, masculine, physically attractive and kind. The second look, they were given the instructions, now please rate each man's attractiveness as a short-term romantic partner for a brief affair, as a long-term romantic partner for a committed relationship, and please remember you're relating relative to other men. So a rating of four indicates he's about average. One, he's far below average, and a rating of seven means he's far above average. The results showed that the women were very accurate in reading both the masculinity and the interest in babies from men's faces. They had five women judge how happy an expression the men had in the photos. The men judged to be happy despite their neutral expression were also the men who scored higher in the interest in infants test. The judgment of which men were happier wasn't correlated with their testosterone levels, nor were the men rated as more masculine looking. The men weren't actually asked how happy they were. Men who had the conversation with a woman before the neutral expression photograph was taken were judged more often to be men who liked babies, even though the conversation didn't affect the men's real preferences. There was no change in either rated masculinity or actual testosterone levels between the men who talked with a woman and the men who hadn't. On the second test, women consistently rated the men they judged as more masculine for a short-term fling, and the men they judged that liked children as suitable for a long-term relationship, even when physical attractiveness and kindness were held constant, which seems to validate the evolutionary psychology theory. The men who actually liked children were also rated as being happier, despite deliberately having a neutral expression. It could be that looking at the pictures of babies made them happier, and this came through the photos, or it could be that the women who detected their interest in children somehow projected the happiness onto their faces as an unconscious signal to themselves. The take-home message from this study of 29 women seems to be that women do judge men by their faces, and they can trust the accuracy of the masculinity and interest in children that they read there. We don't know what cues they're picking up, and neither do they. 
For men, the only wiggle room seemed to be a small increase in women's attraction to men as a long-term partner if they've just had a five-minute conversation with another woman, which matches earlier studies. All instantaneously from just looking at his face, even before you've heard his voice, with none of the complexity about what you actually say and do together. Yeah, right. They almost had me, but I don't buy it. They have good science here that shows that women can accurately read men's interest in children and testosterone levels, and this is a strong predictor of how women fantasise about men just from seeing their face. However, the researchers didn't follow what happens after the couples meet and the man actually opens his mouth, and the couple get to know each other and check each other out. I suspect if you followed the meetings, perhaps some of the women may find themselves enjoying a long time with a guy who is just supposed to be a good time, and vice versa. The initial attraction might be in his face, but perhaps his face isn't the whole story. I've noticed you around. We return now to Matthew and Melinda explaining the science of romance, starting with how to tell if it's kissing time. The whole neck thing, raising you her chin is a big thing. Most women are shorter than men. If they're not, it's still, you know, the same thing. You just sort of... Um, Punching and raising your neck, yeah. Well, no, but just, <laughs> just bearing your throat. Yeah. Oh. Is a big thing. Back to the vampires and sex. Uh, well, no. Back to would, the animals. You, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? You know, it makes sense. You know, right. when a dog gives up in a fight, they throw their head back and they expose their throat. Yeah. And the dominant dog, you know, puts their mouth over the throat without biting. Yes. That says, I win. And of course, there's looking at the lips. Mm. And back to you and back to the lips. Back to the lips, yeah. Okay, back to, <laughs> you know, back to the lips. Um, no, back to me. The lips is a big thing. So that's what you're after. You're after unconscious physiological uh, reactions to, to tell you work out whether or not she's actually thinking, maybe you could kiss me. That's okay. right. Yes. By the end of an evening, most women's lipstick will have worn off. Observationally, if her lips uh, start to swell, not a lot. You have to be observant. And that's what women really, really are. <laughs> yes. So, um, for you to gauge whether or not she will be um, uh, accept uh, a kiss um, would be um, watching her lips because the lips will redden, which is why we use lipstick. Um, but they will they will redden and swell a little bit. So, if they're white or blue, that's a bad sign. Yes. <laughs> Some women. Like they'll put lipstick on another, and they're actually they're using that as a to titillate. Ah, okay. Because if a guy is watching you put lipstick on, you've got a phallic thing yes. putting in your mouth, and you're and you're running it around the outside, and that uh, that is it's an erotic thing to to see um, from a male or female perspective. It is it's it's quite erotically attractive. Yeah, there's a reason lipstick doesn't normally come in a paint tub with a brush. Exactly right. Because it could just as easily. Yes. Hmm. It doesn't have to be in the shape it is, but everyone chooses the shape that it is, and everyone's very happy with that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Later on, much. Later on. So yeah. it, it can be used, and but again... That's how it's done. I mean, you know, if you whip the lippy out and you go bang, 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 and you're done... Then you're probably just trying to recoat your lips because your lips are feeling a bit dry and it's you know the same as chapstick. Yeah, it, oh sure. Yeah, it, it's, it's all just about rehydrating. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the the about the demeanour in which she is putting it on. So if she's, for example, gazing lovingly into your eyes and just putting the lipstick on, or or um, bit easier to read that. Hmm. 
Yes and no. <laughs> um, because... <laughs> it is still possible for that to escape the attention of some people. Yes, it is still possible. Yes. And it's also possible for that not to be a sign, of course. That's she right. She could just be paying attention to you and not wanting to be rude and take attention away while she's That's fixing right. up the lips and making them feel better. That's right. And observe her lips without lipstick if they're a bit more pink, a bit more puffy, yes. um, that sort of thing. General colour, flush of colour on your cheeks, you do tend to puff up. You do tend to get a bit, uh, a bit more pink here. Women play with their hair. Yes. Women, when they're being attractive or trying to be attractive, they tend to play with their hair in a certain way. They brush it back and they flick their hand forward. Um, so they, they bear their wrist, the wrist, showing yes. the wrist. Again, this is sort of a, because our, our wrists are slightly more pale, it's sort of, it's like a flash of colour uh, or a flash of something else. You know, just shiny thing, ooh, shiny it's thing. It's like a magician's flasher. <laughs> and, of course, the thing is you can get all of these signs and you can get really blatantly come on type signs. Yes. Yeah, it can still be wrong. Well, because women she's can just going, enjoy flirting. Yes, exactly right. Yes, 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 no. Look what power I have. So, yeah, and but again, as a woman, I can tell who would do that. But if you if you find yourself in a power game like that, then you've got to ask whether that's the sort of person you want to be hanging out with or not. And you might be, you might enjoy that as a game. Mm. That's totally fine, but you might be completely turned off by somebody who's power tripping on you. Mm. Well, if you understand that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed uh, to just thinking, oh, she really likes me. She oh, really she's li- turned on. Oh, this could be good. Yes. And then, yeah. and oh, then. And they go, oh, now she's gone. Yes. <laughs> what the hell happened? Yeah. What's this handprint on my cheek? <laughs> <laughs> the whole showing off thing, uh, or the whole power tripping thing, I mean, we know somebody who was very big on that. And, uh, but. You know, more than just nightclub, she would she'd go out with them. She, you know, and, and they'd take her out to lunch, take her out to dinner, everything. She'd have lobster. She dealt. She she ordered two lobster salads because there was never a lobster enough in one salad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what presents do you have for me? Yes. Oh, oh. Really one of those, right? Stuff. Yeah. She was, what, she was, and she didn't go anywhere with them at all. No. no. Intimately. No. No. Nothing. no. It that's, is just. She's just after a really nice lobster dinner and some nice presents. Yes. Wow. And that being said, she and she always ended up going out with complete bastards who treated her badly. Because otherwise, she well, it sounds like she's playing those validation games. So yes. It's like you validate me yeah. by buying me stuff. Yeah. Make me feel but beautiful. I feel. I feel that you're a chump because you're falling for all this. That's right. So therefore, anyone who treats me that way and well mm-hmm. is a chump. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy, I know he's not a chump because yes. he's so not obviously treating he's me clever. Well, because he's a bastard. Yes. Therefore, I want to go out with a hang on. The psychology's been mixed up in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we're we're not saying that that um, uh, that all women are stable. <laughs> no. Or who know themselves either. And, and not all men are stable. Not all men are stable. Sure, obviously. Yeah. Sure. What you need to watch for is if she says something controversial or whatever, looks away, and then kind of observing you from the corner of her eye. <laughs> That's a, is he is he falling for it? Is he getting it? Sort of thing. It's something we all do as human beings. Yes. Look um, for the effect. Yes. Look for the effect. Um, I've always been a very, <laughs> very straightforward kind of person. So observing others playing those games I've always found that I was thought that they were they were cheating or they were just being mean mm. so you can tell mean girls because they tend to have a what's in it for me look 
No. Um, and you could you could call it a predatory look, right? Um, which means that they tend to their eyes. It's not that their eyes are squinting, but they seem to be more hungry like the wolf. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the it's thing, though. There will be women who are hungry like the wolf who actually want to sleep with the guys. Yes. And there'll be women who are hungry like the wolf who just want a response. Yes. How can you tell the difference? Mm. Well, it's a gross generalization, but if you're thinner, if you're thinner, you tend to be more self-conscious and and more in need of validation. Mm. who, Who just seem to be more comfortable in their skin. And I know you can tell that. I mean, even some unobservant men can notice whether or not a woman's actually happy with herself. And it's the way you carry yourself, you know. But, I mean, if you're always, if you're really... Well, that, that's a really big thing, isn't it? It's, I think a lot of guys are really oblivious to that. I don't know, I've seen, you get a beautiful woman, mm. and if you choose your compliment, you want to say, oh, you're beautiful, it goes down really badly, mm. often. Mm. Because that's one, everyone who's trying to get into her pants says that, mm. and you're just like them when you say that. Mm. And two, she might not think she's beautiful. Mm. I've had a response, oh, maybe on a good day, mm. and then things go down a bit. Mm. Whereas if you pick something that's more about her personal choice. I love your shoes. I think your shoes are fantastic. Yeah. Things like, uh, things about um, what they choose to have around them tells a lot about the person. Um, And that shows that you're paying attention to the person and not just the body. The person and their taste. Mm -hmm. So if you like what they like, then maybe you could be, you could, you know, be more interesting and you would like other things that they like. And maybe that's why, I mean, you're beautiful might just sort of, I mean, this is a, a bit of a stretch, but might sort of sound like nice tits or something like that, which is just blatantly offensive most of the time. Mm. I mean, I've seen an occasion where, where it wasn't offensive, but that was because she, they were new. <laughs> Thanks, I just had them pumped up. <laughs> so even, even compliments, it's not just the art of how you phrase them, but what you choose to compliment. That's right. Because then you're complimenting something that she's chosen and it's about her. It's, yeah, it's a, it's... Your beautiful is... Uh, you always want to look for something specific. It's objectifying. If you say, you've got the most amazing eyes that I have ever seen. What a lovely shade of blue they are. It's like a like a, a stormy summer's day. It's dark, but then they've got so much richness and depth. Oh, my God. She's just going to go... She's <laughs> putty in your hands. And make sure you really mean it. A scripted compliment will always fall flat. The Science of Romance from Matthew Hall and Melinda Hall King. And that's all from us this time on Diffusion. Send email to diffusion at 2SER.com. That's diffusion at 2SER.com and tell us your thoughts, feelings and stories. Subscribe to our podcast on the Diffusion website, www.diffusionradio.com. That's www.diffusionradio.com. If you'd like to broadcast science stories on radio, we'd like to have you join the Diffusion team. We need more volunteers. Send an email to diffusion at 2SER.com. That's diffusion at 2SER.com. Contributing to the program were Matthew Hall and Melinda Hall King. I produced Diffusion in the studios of 2SER Sydney, and Diffusion is broadcast nationally via the Community Radio Network. I'm Ian Wolfe. Join us inside your audio device of choice for more Science Wondering next week on Diffusion Science Radio.